video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. Hello, my name is Justin McClure, and I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. We go through all the new Blu-rays and DVDs. Ho, ho, ho. Live from Bay Street Video. Whoa, Santa's here. Uh, and no, it's live. He's a special appearance. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Santa. You've been very bad, Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, th- I thought I apologized for all that. <laughs> This is my Punisher Santa. I I mean, I can't get my photo taken with you. Yeah. Did you like getting your photo taken with Santa as a kid? I have like zero memories of actually getting your parents. I don't have. Totally did. Any? Oh, so they do have photos of you like. No, we didn't keep any of them. That's the thing. I know it happened. <laughs> we I don't love you, like, Mark. It was like a birthday card that you don't care about, though. Or maybe it was, maybe like it was at the end of the season. one of those, like, your parents are like, we don't love our son enough to pay for <laughs> a photo. Because I'm sure people, <laughs> like, they how just... How much do those cost? A lot. Santa I'm sure photos. it's like 30 Is it $40? It's got to be. <laughs> well, I guess the guy who plays Santa, he has to make all that money mm-hmm. at one time of the year. Right? Uh, man, we went to, like, a Christmas village last year um, yeah. in Ottawa, and there was, like, a Santa in one of the houses, because it was, like, the upper okay. Canada village so yeah. it's all like the old houses it was the creepiest thing he was just alone and he looked like the most realistic Santa ever and we're way too old but because we had to walk by him we're like I guess you we'll take to. photos Come on yeah. now, right? and it didn't cost anything yeah. but um, it was very odd yeah I mean as a kid I never thought it was creepy or anything mm-hmm. but now looking back on it or just looking at photos of kids with Santas yeah. like that now they all look creepy well I think they the idea is that like creepy. the Santa when you're a kid he is the the delivery system of presents, yeah. so you're very excited to see him. <laughs> okay, so I mean, we're your Santa yeah, as long as you right. pay us Let's, money uh, at Bay yeah, Street Video. Please, please do. <laughs> I'll dress up as Santa. I got a Santa. <laughs> Will hat. You? I got a Santa hat in the back. No, no, I got no. one with the attachable like oh, beard thing. Yeah, too. from December 1st to December 25th, Mark Hansen promises to be dressed yeah. as Santa. Full. <laughs> we'll suit. dress up as Santa for food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, hey, I heard the podcast. I yeah. like to see Santa come. You're like, oh. Okay. Right, ding, sure. Ding, ding, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do we got in cult releases? Uh, we have Dracula. Yeah. Shout. And it's everyone's favorite Dracula, the John the Badham version. Oh, the sexy Dracula. Yeah. I mean, this is a big deal because this is a film that famously, when John Badham put it on DVD, he's like, "Oh, my original intention was it for, for it to be desaturated yep. and look like poo." <laughs> and that was the only version that's been available on like DVD. That. Uh, since its inception. Yeah. So um, And they had a Blu-ray already, too, from Universal. Oh, like did they? Oh. One, but I think it was... Did Twilight really Time do it? it? No, no, it was just oh, Universal. Universal. It was like a bare bones. And this so. edition has two discs, and it has yeah. um, John Badham's preferred version and the one with color in it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's <laughs> pretty loaded. You know, yeah. Show Factory always does a good job. Um, I've actually never seen this version. It's fine. Is it okay? I mean, I yeah. Know. People really love this film, though. It, it always rents and sells. It's one that, like, Frank Langella, like, like Bella Lugosi, he, yeah. I think he had done Dracula on stage for a while, mm. so he had to kind of polish before he okay. got went and did this one. The problem was like watching new Dracula films is I always go, why don't I just watch Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? Yeah, which is clearly the superior <laughs> yeah, version. That's the craziest <laughs> I one. Know, I love that one. Uh, Anthony Hopkins just hamming it <laughs> oh, up. Carrie yeah. Ulls just having a fight on the back of a yeah. carriage Van Helsing style. Keanu. Oh, I oh, forgot Keanu struggling through an accent. Best performances. <laughs> 
guess. This is one. You know what? Uh, it may sound like I'm down on it, but I'll probably pick it up because I have admitted to my John Badham. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, we talked about John Badham. Yeah, we did. You know he wrote a book it. on directing where <laughs> yeah, he, like, interviewed he a bunch of directors? Yeah, I've yeah. never read it. I, you know, I kind of frown on books on, like, specifics like that yep. just because it's like, it can't be taught. I know. But he interviews a bunch of people like Steven Soderbergh oh, and, like, really other cool. people like that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I like John Badham, too. All right. So we also have I, a woman. So I can find no information <laughs> on this. What is okay. this? Well, this is part two and three. Yes. So as far as I Will I be mean, lost if I we, haven't we seen haven't part one? We haven't claimed to be sexploitation experts here. Yeah. But apparently, I, a woman, the first one, was a mm. big deal in the Swedish sexploitation Right. Scene. It's kind of like a ripoff of I Am Yellow. Yeah, when I Am those movies came out. Yeah. I think this was a lower quality version of those. Uh-huh. But apparently this was a big hit in Sweden, so they churned out a couple sequels, mm-hmm. which were Unrelated, lesser, I'm sure. Unrelated, lesser big deals. But now, yeah, so pop cinema is kind of in conjunction with something weird. Mm. Sort of like how Agfa kind of yeah. takes some of that something weird. What does stuff. pop cinema put out? I don't know. They <laughs> usually put out sexploitation stuff that mm. we don't even bother bringing in. But okay. this one did do okay on DVD when they had it out. So yeah. Now it's on Blu-ray. Nice looking set, but yeah. Don't know, don't know about much about him. But if you one. are an Iowa woman but fan, Iowa woman, come I on know, now. People like is a classic it has of its Swedish sexploitation. <laughs> so, a lesser classic. A lesser classic. Yeah. Uh, we also have Prophecy coming out from Shactor, uh, Shout Factory. Speaking of um, uh, journeyman directors, yeah. we got John <laughs> Frankenheimer, Frank. the man who, who never turned down a job. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, John Frankenheimer, the man behind Seconds. Yeah, Manchurian classic Manchurian candidate. candidate. Uh, the Island of Doctor Monroe. Yeah, the train. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you're bringing out the real classics. Here. I mean, hey, it's the holiday yeah, season. I, I you love, know what yeah, time it is. Uh, reindeer reindeer games. games. And I was just going to say, we have not one, but two different versions of Reindeer Games on our Christmas show. You know show what? Right I now. don't even own Reindeer yeah. Games. Oh, well, come and on. It, You've got theatrical or direct. It has a famous this. commentary track where it's John Frankenheimer just complaining the entire time <laughs> about the choices that he was forced to make doing yeah, the film. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds <laughs> the about. film is fun. You know what? I, I reindeer thought, Games stands. good, yeah. Yeah. I always like. I mean, I saw it as a kid, you know, when my tastes weren't developed. Even yet, as a kid, though, I, mean, I was like, "This is too many twists." Yeah, it, it was a little ridiculous. Uh, what a stack cast! Gary Charlize Sinise, Theron, Gary Sinise. Yep, Ashton Kutcher even makes a cameo. Does he? Yeah. He's, oh, wow. He's in the casino when they're he's one of like the patsies. I think mm. they use in the casino. It has a lot of great Christmas content. They dress up as Santas. Yep. To, yeah, um, kind of a silent partner throwback. There, yeah, you know, I don't know if they were silent going partner for that or not. Or not really. a Christmas film. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know, but, <laughs> but it's, it's on that shelf, isn't it? Yeah. No, but they all dress up as Santa Claus. I know. <laughs> you know I like to think of it as a Christmas film. So, Prophecy, John Frankenheimer, yeah. one of his famous, not bombs, I guess, Bombs, but one of his but, fiascos. Yeah, but you know what? It's really come around. I think people have mm-hmm. developed a cult appreciation. I mean, it's for a film about a giant mutant bear. <laughs> yeah. It's like out of South Park, like Man Bear. Pit yeah. <laughs> There's um, a book on a about a second unit director, or no, assistant director, and he writes that he was brought to John Frankenheimer's office. They gave him the script for the prophecy to read, and he was like, this is the worst script I ever read. And he walked into the meeting and went, you guys got me. You gave me the joke <laughs> script. And they were joking, and he did not get that job. <laughs> it, oh, it especially starts to pick up at the end when the mutant yeah, bears like right? running around. He looks so funny like running on screen. Supposedly it costs millions of dollars well, as well. That's the thing, right? If you like big budget bombs, mm-hmm. this is like the go-to. And you know bag. who is in that bear suit? Tom McLaughlin, the director of Friday the 13th right. Part 6, yeah. Jason Lives. And Which he's is interviewed one of the best ones. On the honestly. Blu-ray. It is the best one. Yeah. Mm, controversial opinion. No, I, I love Jason Lives. I oh, I know. It's one of, if not. Yeah, I think my favorite is Jason Goes to Hell. Or uh, 
uh, Jason takes Jason a boat. Goes to hell is a lot of fun. Yeah, Jason, yeah I underrated. Like the ones that are like the, you know the Jason weird goes ones. To hell and Jason lifts have a bit of that meta yeah. weirdness. What about so. Jason takes a boat? Uh, Jason uh, takes I, Manhattan. Manhattan. I really like that one. <laughs> Just I know you know none of it takes place in Manhattan, but like <laughs> oh you know what me and you are tastes really alike. We cannot yeah. have the early ones. We want the yeah. weirder, older ones. You know ones. I really like the first one, mm -hmm. but then you know they kind of just feel the same to me until like six. You know? Yeah. And then six is great, and then. Yeah, eight, seven yeah. is okay, eight's great, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, nine, great. So, we also have a big release, it's RoboCop oh, from yeah. Arrow. All right, I'm gonna say something. I remember I when Arrow was announcing this, people were like, RoboCop, it's finally coming to Blu-ray, yeah, yeah, yeah! And I was like, I, what? It's yeah. already been on Blu-ray. for $5 at Best Buy. <laughs> and it had all the special features good, yeah. that the Criterion Edition had, that that box set had that mm -hmm. I bought. Mm -hmm. I bought that box set, and I, I think know. I had a single edition. Yep. You know what was great? The Shout Factory releases that were RoboCop 2 and 3. Those were really good. Yeah, too. the yeah. Fred Decker commentary oh, yeah. is essentially him being like, on RoboCop 3, I'm sorry. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. sorry. He's like, this movie should have been crazy. I should have hired Hong Kong stuntmen to do the action. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just watched Neo Genesis Evangelion. And at the end, they should have jumped in big robots and fought yeah. it out. And I'm like, yes, you understand yes, why this movie it. isn't good. <laughs> but OK, yeah. Arrow's putting out RoboCop. This is like the American World from London release. Yeah. It's like people like, ah. You know what? And I confess, I have already bought this I know release, you, so. yeah, you were so Robocop excited. RoboCop is one of my all-time favorite. I mean, who doesn't love RoboCop? Monsters, that Monsters too. Monsters don't like yeah. RoboCop. And it's like one of those movies that just keeps aging so mm, perfectly. Like fine like wine. Fine wine. Yeah. And you know what? I did have the previous Blu-ray. Um, that was great. It yeah. was remastered too. It looked mm -hmm. awesome. But I just, I need that You need book. that little booklet? I need booklet. that book. I need it comes that with a poster. poster. It's got lobby cards. I'm like, <sighs> the thing about I'm into is, it. <laughs> how many posters of Robocop do I need to have? I know, I know. Did you ever but, watch the fan version of Robocop? Is yeah, that included yeah, on the yeah, disc? Yeah. I, they should, I'm surprised they didn't try and, you know, that make is that happen. so funny. That's if people really haven't funny. seen it, it's yeah, um, like our I, Robocop. Yeah, it's what, yeah. who made it? It was like some organization. Uh, I don't know who And the gimmick is that every scene of the movie is loosely adapted by a different, like, filmmaking team. Yeah. And it's actually feature. It's like it's longer than the movie because it's, some yeah, scenes. It's pretty long. Uh, Fatal extend. Farms segment is uh, yeah. so funny. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Where RoboCop shoots somebody in the dick, yeah. like in the movie, over and over, and over, and over, and over again. And over again. <laughs> that was the first one that anybody ever sent me. From. Yeah. It's like you got to see this one. This I think I saw it in a theatrical screening that happened yeah, at the Royal. At the Royal, right? Yeah. yeah, I missed out on that. Anyway, if you're a RoboCop fan, buy this RoboCop Blu-ray, but also get the Shout Factory editions of RoboCop Two and Three. Get it all. Yeah, you know? uh, uh, I, I have a soft spot for RoboCop too, and non-steel books. For this. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, RoboCop 2, I know a lot of people like You don't like it. RoboCop 2? Yeah, I think it's a... I gotta revisit them. It's been He's so long. He's blue in the movie. Honestly, yeah, it's been so long. Great uh, Phil Tippett uh, stop-motion animation. Yeah. See, my, I people saw when ripping I was a their kid heads off. I haven't revisited them mm. like I have with the original. RoboCop, RoboCop 3 so, has an yeah. amazing first 15 minutes. Yeah, okay. Where they're like, ah, no, we're in splatterpunk territory. <laughs> RoboCop catches a bullet out of the air. <laughs> He's gotta do more of that stuff. Like Matrix style. <laughs> yeah, he's chink. <laughs> uh, and we also have, oh man, speaking of big releases. Yeah, come on now. Mill Creek <laughs> is putting out Santa with Smuffles. Wait, what's this on a multi-pack that you had? This has been out of print for years, actually. <laughs> oh. I, I, the last few years, I keep meaning to bring this in for the Christmas wall, and you can't get it. So, <laughs> now you can. On uh, I watched so. it mm, last year uh, for the podcast I did. It's fun. Is it fun? See, yeah. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we I, had a long discussion <laughs> if that okay. was Hulk Hogan's real hair. Uh, <laughs> I lost that argument. Yeah. It is not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, Santa Claus gets hit on the head. Uh, Santa Claus. 
Hulk Hogan gets it on the... You know what? He's so method, I yeah, didn't know. You know. He gets hit on the head, and he thinks he's Santa Claus, or oh, he has, okay. like, amnesia or something like that. you never seen it? I've actually never seen this. Oh. I've always wanted to. You always, like, throw Suburban Commando in instead, and you're like, let's actually, watch that. Seen, you know, my Hulk Hogan I mean, he's a terrible human being. Yeah, see, I hate Hulk Hogan. It's, <laughs> it's so... Yeah, especially after the whole, like, Gawker trial and everything. But he plays, like, a like, Mr. Uh, Burns-like figure in oh, Santa with muscles, okay, so I guess okay. it's pretty real life. And then he gets hit on the head, and yeah. he, like, learns the uh, value, the value of, of Christmas. Yeah. Okay, I've always wanted to see it. Does it, you know, how does it stack up against, like, a Jingle All the Way? Or, like, I mean, another, like, Jingle All the Way is a classic. Trash, I watch you know? Jingle All the Way every year. Oh, no, me year. too. That, see, Love that was it. always my go-to. Yeah. I never went to Hulk Hogan for some reason. One of so. my uh, favorite theatrical screenings was Cineplex sometimes does, like, you know, see a movie yeah, for $2. Yeah, yeah. And then they Jingle All the Way. The audience of, like, 10 people loved it. Applauded at the end. Beautiful. And they were children. They weren't even, like, er- ironic adults. <laughs> and you can hear it in the theater that, oof, gay bashing slur and yeah. uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of like weird moments that are, you know, Bill Hartman suitable for children. Yeah, Bill so Hartman funny is in that very movie. rapey in that movie. I, I love, <laughs> you can't bench press your way out of oh this one. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's, that was one of his final performances. Baltazar! Yeah. Uh, his final performance was in Joe Dante's Small Soldiers. Right. No, you're, yeah. Yeah, but it was probably one of his last ones. One of his ones. last ones, yeah. Just giving it his all. <laughs> Alright, so moving on to classic stuff. Criterion, All About Eve, boring. Let's move on. No, I mean, All About Eve. Great movie. Great movie, yeah. Um, what else do we have to say? It's about um, an actor who is, um, she takes on a young protege yeah, who kind of then, eats her up. And then, yeah, it's this battle. Of, you know, it's showgirls. time born story. Yeah, it's yeah, showgirls, basically. No, I love All About Eve, though. Yeah. I mean, again, we talked about Betty Davis on yeah. this podcast. There's another Betty Davis. This, uh, yeah, so Criterion's double-dipped on the Betty Davis, mm. uh, and they've also put out Now Voyager, which a lot of people are more excited for only because All About Eve has already been on Blu-ray. had Blu-ray, tons of Blu-ray, yeah. The Blu-ray, I never owned the Blu-ray. Before, it was like it a, was it was, already stacked. Yeah, it was like a Studio Canal release. release. I think it was like one of those like no, it was just a Fox release. Oh, was it? At least but for it was us, stacked. I mean, yeah, but it was stacked. It was because like it was one of the classic stuff. stuff. And yeah. now Voyager, never seen it actually. Now Voyager's really good. Um, she plays the <laughs> You've seen typical... this, but not Santa with muscles. I know, I know. Get your priorities straight. Who am I? Yeah, who am I? The classic Jackie Chan film. Which I really do. Sorry, me and my brother when we were kids, we used to scream at ourselves, "Who am I?" All the time. So uh, yeah, yeah, funny. My brother and I also loved Who Am I. We didn't shout out Who Am I. Yeah. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna bring that into. It is time. not good. It's not very good. It has some good fights know, at the end. It's got some good fights. Anyways, from Betty Davis to Who Am I though. Yeah. Now Voyager. Uh, so now great Voyager's movie. Great. Criterion's plays, putting it out. Yeah. She plays the classic kind of spinster mm-hmm. role that was like all <laughs> the rage in those days. <laughs> they love that you spinster know, just, role. Like, they treat her like she's some old hag who's like never gonna get married, but she's like she's fine. She yeah. Looks it's fine. like um, like, it's she a wonderful just looks life. A little dowdy in it at first, but then. She goes to the oh, library. Well, I know she goes to the library. Her <laughs> yeah. mother's really worried about her. But then Paul Henry, you know, good looking Paul Henry mm, shows up. Comes in, saves the day. Saves the day. It's really nice though. They play it well. And Betty Davis is great as always. Yep. Also. Uh, we also have Great Day in the Morning. I guess um, Warner Archives wanted to get into yeah. that Jacques Tourneur action <laughs> that VCI was I mean, love out. Jacques Tourneur. I've yeah. never seen this film. Though. No, me neither. It's, I guess it's another, it's yeah, a it's Western. a Western. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outside Denver, Colorado, Owen Pentecost is engaged in a battle with a band of Indians when Steve Kirby comes to his aid. Ooh, sounds a little racist. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Probably. Yeah. Probably is. I mean, 1956. Yeah. Indians are usually portrayed as the villain. Yeah, definitely racist. But uh, Jacques Tourneur is uh, great fun. And 
and you know, it's another, I guess, probably a deep cut if Warner Archives is putting it out. That exactly, probably hasn't yeah. existed in any it's other actually, form. They had never even put it out on DVD. Wow. Like, the stuff they put out, they already had as like mm-hmm. an MOD DVD. This has never seen the light of day before now. And we also have Olivia being put out by Icarus, a 1951 film. Yeah. This is like a, is it a big deal? I've never heard Apparently, of this one, but it I've looks like a it, sexy Ic- lesbian yeah, love story. Icarus is really push. Icarus usually puts out newer movies, mm. but they have been pushing this for some time now. They put it in theaters in New York. Oh, wow. So it was a big deal. It was like a restoration. It's just kind of a lost, Mm. underrepresented LGBT film from the early 50s. I mean, early 50s LGBT film. Yeah. British. Like, I've never heard of that. So this is, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. Yeah, sounds Um, great. And they put a really nice package together for it. They also did a Blu-ray, which they don't usually Mm. do. They usually just kind of stick to DVD. Because they're usually more into, they usually do documentaries mostly, and that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But but when you got a film like this that has no representation exactly, anywhere. Yeah. It's glad they, glad they could put it out. And then we also have um, another company that uh, it seems that they hadn't put out a Blu-ray in a long time. Yeah, it's their I, signature edition. All of Films, Bells of St. Mary. Yeah, they're back. I keep thinking All of Films is defunct, but then they put out like a release mm-hmm. here and there. So uh, They should have started with their signature edition instead yeah, of doing I their know, bare like, bones. I trying know. to fleece like, hey, you like Macbeth, right? Yeah. Buy it again. It's like, no! <laughs> what know. did I buy? Oh, no, because I got a bucket of blood from them, which yeah. is a great release. Release. Yeah, which was the first. Yeah, I mean, these are really nice releases. They're very too, nice. But it's yeah, like, I feel bad if you bought the other one for like mm-hmm. thirty bucks and there was. But like you know, at the it, same but... time, I did like it when they would put out something like Stranger at Your Door, yeah. a Wh- William Whitney film, which had no like exactly, chance right? of coming out. Yeah, Olive's great. Um, they curbed their production. Lately. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I guess for this, they're banking on the holiday season to try and get some of these. Is this uh, a holiday film? It is. Leo yeah. McCary film. It is Ooh. a holiday film. Big yeah, Crosby, a big bad one. man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Leo <laughs> McCary also a bad also, man. Yeah, I mean, who wasn't a bad man? You're right. I mean. Bing Crosby, I was reading up on him recently because, uh, you know, it's a holiday season. Yep. Bing Crosby filmed, like, synonymous. beating his children, like, left yeah. and right, calling them fat. Yeah. And did you hear that Bob joke was like, what, they thought they got a beating. I had to work with him every day. It's <laughs> wow. like, oh, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> Yikes. <good> look, yeah. <laughs> but have you, you know, seen this one? Regard- I've never seen it. <laughs> you know what? Know. They don't Bob's get any insane. money. Probably the children of uh, yeah, exactly, uh, Bing Crosby right? get money. I think money. this is in public domain, too. Actually. Oh, I think all well, that's good. It's just the first ones to kind of... Are they just doing public domain stuff? Because a bucket of blood... Blood was it was in public too, domain, you know yeah. Maybe they're just doing public domain stuff. Oh, no, man. About... What the heck? Oh, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're stamping on the important cinema club territory. No. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. That's uh, all fine. the film that's Bucket of Blood, we do uh, Little Shop of exactly. Horrors. Exactly. You know, you've well, got a better auteurs. Available at goldenninjavideo.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, goldenninjavideo.com. It's <laughs> the name of your own company. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bill oh, yeah, St. Marie. This and this is like a, every Christmas. And it's like a full package because all of signature films are always great. And they do a booklet with it. Yeah. put more extras on on it and yeah this always sells every christmas mm. so you know, yeah, now you have a new edition of it. I mean, speaking of new editions, uh, you have a single disc Blu-ray release. I mean, let's not like beat around the bush. It's yeah. one of the most expensive I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. What is it, Mark? <laughs> this would be irreversible. Mm-hmm. The Gaspar so, Noé film. Noe film as a Korean import. Mm-hmm. So this just came on the market pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. So sometimes, but it was announced because Gaspar yeah. Noé made a big deal that he's exactly. like doing a new special edition. Did he remaster it? What? Did, oh no, he put it yeah. in chronological order. Exactly. Yes. So there's the. So he's been touring with this cut of it, like mm-hmm. the 
oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the straight cut. That's what it's called. Yeah. Irreversible, the straight cut, mm-hmm. which has been at some film festivals and everything where he puts it all in order chronologically, which no, thank you. <laughs> I think kind of defeats the purpose. It defeats of the, the whole purpose like, of the movie because it's supposed to start know. with the roughest stuff and yeah, then it contextualizes it as you point, go along. Right? Yeah. So I really love this film. I mean, obviously really tough to watch, mm-hmm. but I just don't understand why anybody would want to see the straight novelty. Cut. Like it's just a novelty thing, yeah. I guess. But then it's just like, I mean, obviously the film's kind of a downer anyway, but then it makes it even more of a downer. I think he did like, a bunch of, or maybe it's of, of an upper because revenge is taken upper, right guess, at the beginning. Because like, actually, yeah, the sexual assault scene happens near midway. the end. Oh, midway. midway yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, even the revenge is not portrayed as like something that's like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, it's really like very sad, yeah, sad and vicious and disgusting. So. Well, I mean, I think both I versions are on this, right? I believe so. Yeah. So this Korean, we don't often get stuff from other countries mm-hmm. here or other regions, but if it's an all-region disc, which this is, we can often get it from our, our suppliers. It looks and very it, nice. It is beautiful. It is very pricey, so I yeah. Wanna, but it is a beautiful red box set. Like he's really put a lot of work into this. <laughs> yes, from New South. Yeah, shipped I mean, every box did. away. Yeah, I don't actually know the company that put this out. It's it's a South uh, Korean company, Dawn yeah, or something. It says on the Steam. Yeah, the on. It looks like a part of a series. There's zero seven yeah, on the spine. Stra- I the know, spy. right? You but get some all... other eighty-four uh, dollar Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, if you but guys... it almost looks like it's just a North American release. Yeah, just get, it doesn't even seem like it's Korean because a lot of these that we get in, they have a lot of Korean text on. Yeah, it and it'll. But this one, they've like kind of marketed it, so I guess people. Yeah, I remember I saw Gaspar Noe talking it up on the internet. Yeah, but he was saying like very limited edition. We're not going to make many of these. Mm-hmm. So this may be it. This may be it. Yeah, it's very limited. I don't know <laughs> how many we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know how many we're going to sell at that price, but you know. I mean, there's one left in the store. There, we already so if, sold one. So, so if you're a Gaspar you know, Noe fan, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this is probably a run. Don't walk. Well, to that's pick the up thing. A copy. And I don't know. I mean, I've been waiting for this to come out on Blu-ray in North America yeah. forever, and there's never. There hasn't been any word of it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to happen now that he's been touring yeah. the straight cut thing. So I wouldn't. <laughs> no, Mark, know. it's never going to happen. Yeah. The only time to get <laughs> it is it. on the. It's just like I don't want to sell this to people, and then two months later it comes out, and like Arrow puts it out for half the price. Yeah, who knows? You I mean, know. if you but got, it's really beautiful. You know? And everybody has some pretentious film fan in your life exactly. who loves Irreversible. I know. I mean, they may be named just Mark Hansen. Just don't watch. Yeah, <laughs> just don't watch it with the family. No, please don't. <laughs> Why don't we watch this film? I got you. And so we all. Also has speaking of beautiful Blu-rays, uh, Mark had a set and I walked in and it said "Do not touch." And I obviously, know. I want to touch it obviously. because I'm like, "Why can't I touch this?" You smack your hand away. And it's a Monty Python set from the yeah. UK, all region though, all region again. And uh, it's all their episodes, which have they been released on Blu-ray in never. any like comprehensive? No, okay, no. never at all. So, so it was that A and E box set from yeah, a million, million years, years ago. ago. They did a couple of those too. There was mm-hmm. one that was like more limited and one that was yeah. less. Anyways, they've been out of print forever. Like yeah. this show is like completely out of print. And this Blu-ray is beautiful. It's, it's meant so to be like beautiful. opened up and then it like yeah. opens like um, I guess an origami <laughs> yeah. or something and like that. Out, and then you have four individual kind of like book things. That with... each have two hundred page yeah, books. And it's like season. and it's like essays and stuff like yeah. that. Each like DVD has it. Insane. It's crazy. I, I don't know the it's funny because they put on it Norwegian. Blu-ray set, and then I look, clearly a joke. Right? Well, was it? Because I came I in and, and Mark was like, "It's Norwegian." I'm like, "I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that's a Monty Python." I think joke. it's a Monty. Yeah, <laughs> and Mark I think was you're like, right. "They got me." Yeah, yeah, they totally got me. Because when I was ordering, I'm like, "Oh wow, the Norwegians put this in." It's all <laughs> but Norwegian. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then I get we get it in. There's no mm. Norwegian. You know, it's all in English and everything. So we're gonna talk about like gifts to give, but I think that like Monty Python this box set, that's like an easy, easy to like easy like gift for people for people who, you know, maybe they don't have that many Blu-rays, mm. but 
they love uh, Monty Python. I don't think it's on any streaming server. Maybe like the Brit Box or something like that, yeah. but probably nothing that's like people just have. Like I don't think it's on Netflix or no. Amazon Prime. So. Yeah, I don't think so. And if but. people are a fan, they probably want like a nice collector because just like opening it up and being like, "Whoa!" It's probably just worth it. it really, as like, a gift. goes along with the playfulness of yeah. what Monty Python was in this box set. You know, it, like even though I'm gonna be honest, looking at it, I'm like, I'm gonna break this. Oh, like, I know. The it's really daunting. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like, <laughs> like you have to probably well, even you have to fold it, back it together, up. <laughs> you kind of need two people to like yeah. put the top back on. So, uh, well, I, I love Blu-ray releases like that. Yeah, um, France has a lot like exactly, that, and yeah. North America, it's they don't usually do that that much it's mostly no, um, they i feel like in north america they there's a lot of these companies i mean except for the specialty yeah. ones that put out really nice editions they're going to just think dvds is perfunctory or yeah and like, i think ah, whatever we'll just put out and but i think that maybe Europe, even like yeah. the niche companies because it's so niche yeah. there's no value i think in like making it like really fancy yeah. there was a period in like the mid-2000s where every oh, blu-ray <laughs> was insane do you want that hellboy box set with yeah. a little hellboy oh, statue yeah the dvd <laughs> sets they used to put out of like lord of the rings yeah oh i like those lord of the Rings. and you know what thinking about it, it was mostly just junk you got with it i like mm-hmm. the like you open it up and it's like really yeah see this is a like lot that. nicer korea was like junk. that too yeah. Have you ever seen any? I had South Korean. They come like in a box. Yeah. The Save the yeah, Green yeah. Planet one came with like. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd never had it. I wish I did, but it came with like lube and like electricity cords. <laughs> it's just uh, insanity. They got to get yeah, back to that. I know, I know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, Severin does that. Like, yeah. You get like plushies Severin does and crazy okay stuff job, like that. Yeah. All right. Now we move to the fun stuff. New film. <laughs> new Angel movies, has fallen. New, new. The yeah. Jerry Butler uh, oh, talked, trilogy yeah. capper. We talked a lot about Jerry Butler last week. It? <laughs> we did. Um, I forgot about that. We did, right? I don't remember. What that was in I don't to, remember but, either. Yeah. I mean, I love oh, Jerry any Butler. Excuse to talk about Jerry. one of the greatest nights of movies of my life was a double <laughs> bill of London Has Fallen and Gods of Egypt wow. on the same night. They That's were in the fun. theaters, and my yeah, friend came out Matthew. Uh, we got on the last day it was out because nice. it was leaving the next day because no one saw Gods of Egypt, and like Math, my friend Matthew was laughing so hard during <laughs> London Has Fallen that someone had to turn around and be like, "Shh!" And during Gods of Egypt, I like it's very. I can almost pinpoint on one hand the times I've been laughing so hard at a movie like I yeah. couldn't breathe and that happened during Gods of Egypt there's a scene of like Jerry Butler he's like riding like a oh beetle yeah, in the yeah, air yeah. like in a carriage and it's like a shitty green screen behind him and I was I was dying like I couldn't breathe I'm like yeah. <gasps> so fun I like I love Gods of Egypt yeah me too uh, Mr. Alex Proyas having fun uh, yeah, the crow right? himself exactly. unknowing I, Roger Ebert no, called I, the next I, Stanley Kubrick <laughs> Knowing is so fun. I've never seen Knowing. Oh, Knowing! Is I have so the Blu-ray stupid, on my so, shelf collecting oh, it's dust. Worth a watch. iRobot. I like Will Smith's iRobot. You know, iRobot's probably my least favorite Alex Perez film. I <laughs> wait, whoa, like whoa, wait, like wait. Let me think about it. Garage film. Days. I haven't seen Garage Days. Real actually. bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, I did not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Dudek playing the robot? Yeah, okay. That movie's filled with, I like, just, Ryuki I Kitamura, that, like, yeah. camera moves and crazy For some bullshit. I found that movie way more boring than his other uh, stuff. You that know, has I, an amazing commentary where, like, Alex Perry asked, like, the studio wanted to cut the budget down to, like, nothing. Mm. Like, they're like... Do we need a big action scene? Can it just be humans with um, fedoras driving it's around like pretending to be a robot? Movie, yeah. yeah. Oh, Dark City, of course. I love Dark See, Dark yeah. City is like primo mm-hmm. Alex Perez. I mean, that's the one everybody loves. Yeah. But yeah, The Crow's great. 
But you know, Gods of Egypt was so much fun. Oh, Gods of Egypt was so Gods of Egypt is oh, I don't remember. But it also, like, you know, killed his career. Alex Proyas, I don't think you guys got the release. Umbrella put it out. Yeah. Um, Gremlins of the Clouds, his first movie, no, which is on uh, region. Yeah. That movie's great. It's yeah, like an okay. art film, an Australian art yeah, film. Yeah, I haven't, I've already read a bunch about it. Yeah, great. Seen it, I'll lend you my Blu ray. Okay, yeah, I'd love to check it out. <laughs> I would. Because I'll, I do like, I was a big fan of him for a mm-hmm. while. And that was a movie yeah. that I think it was made for TV or something like that. Yeah. And, or it never got a good release, but it's like a beautiful film all mm. shot in the desert. And Alex Paris, I wish he, he's not going to get another hit. Wait, there was another movie after Gods of Egypt that he made, didn't he? Or he just had a bunch of flops in a row. Yeah, Gods and of he, Egypt really almost put the final nail And he the had like a real like rant on the internet about people not liking Gods of Egypt. Yeah. And like, you guys don't understand. I, mean, I can see why. I mm. mean, I know he got a ton of flack for the cultural appropriation. Yes, movie, and they're all white. is a problem. Yeah, like, big it's, problem. It's really problematic that they're all white people in that mm-hmm. movie. So much fun, though. It's so much fun. It's so I, pulpy. I and love like, the vision. And as cheap as it looks mm, I want to go watch Gods of Egypt. Yeah, now. I know. I do love the visual style of Even it. Though, like, like, it, something weird it does star it, a guy, like a, kid, a teenager. You're like, who is this? He's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Je- that, like, Jeffrey, isn't it, like, is it Jeffrey Rush? Or, like, shooting fireballs from space? yeah, yeah. I just love it. Almost it reminds me of like a Jupiter ascending kind of thing. Mm, I don't like Jupiter like, ascending. Oh, you don't like? Jupiter no. Okay. Well, I, I got very I serious. Do. Yeah. Jeez, sorry to bring the mood down. Here. And but I love the Wachowski. Yeah. Speed Racer, one of my favorite movies of all time. Racer, yeah. So it Jupiter ascending like hurt me. Uh, okay. Like sitting there and watching See, I, it. I liked it. It's See, not... I had the same kind of fun time I had with Gods of Egypt. Can you imagine if Fun Chan Chan Tam Tam had shown up for Jupiter ascending? Yeah, but he's like skating uh, around. It's not. Like, it's not fun. The action scenes are bad. The only person that's good in that is. Henry yeah. Raw, oh my god, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, Screaming yeah, the entire time. Yeah, definitely got problems, but... Oh, I, I mean, we haven't even talked about Angel, Angel Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen, bad. London, bad, bad, yeah. London Has Fallen, I actually, I, is probably my favorite of the series. Really? I, I love Olympus Has Fallen, I only like because Fallen it, I like the Ashes choreography. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly mean-spirited, mm-hmm. but like, in a kind of fun way that it's yeah. so absurd, like it's almost like a Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> I mean, I love that yeah. in Olympus Has Fallen, he literally like, Stab it starts out when they start to attack the white yeah. And like Washington yeah. in general, he runs from like a oh, coffee so shop good. somewhere. All the way, all to the way in through like the front door of the white. People are dying all yeah. around him. Because like, it's an Antoine, Antoine Fuqua joint. Yeah. So, and he, he's pretty good. I like his kind yeah, of style like like when him. he has stuff to do. <laughs> the equalizer, where yeah, almost nothing yeah, happens. That's pretty bad. But. Um, but yeah, and Jerry Butler's hamming it up. Oh, uh, so North Korean villains. Yeah. Really you know, fun. Easy target. Easy oh. tar- I mean, I feel like with Olympus has fallen, James Woods. It's a little Could bit, he be the bad guy? Yeah, yes. He could. Olympus Fallen is what? A little bit too much of like a diehard clone uh, at a certain point. I love diehard clones. No, I though. love yeah, diehard yeah. clones too. Whereas London has fallen was a little more ridiculous for me. <laughs> Someone I like dies in London like, has fallen around, like, and they're like, do it for America. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. You know? <laughs> but um, okay, so I haven't seen Angel has fallen. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, because okay. I saw the trailer. And then I looked, and it was directed by a stuntman who had done a bunch of, like, real crummy movies. No, that guy's great. No. I really, I am a big Rick Roman. Really? Dog, so, dog did you supporter. like Angel Has Fallen? Not so much. No, okay. Angel Has Fallen is is the weakest of the series for yeah, me. Yeah, because I could tell it's got some moments, that but, same person who yeah. I saw and has fallen with went to go see it because he doesn't live in town anymore. And he was yeah. like, oh, it's bad. It's yeah. exactly what you said, Justin, that you thought it was going to be, which is someone being yeah. like, oh, we need to make this serious, but, like, the wrong kind of yeah. serious. And the problem is, they so they flip it. So now he, Jerry Butler, is no, thank you, for yeah. trying to assassinate 
the president, who is now Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Aaron Eckhart is just not in it anymore. Listen, so if it had know. been like an Air Force One and, ripoff, yeah. I would have been no, there. No, I agree. And anyway, so a lot of it just is him kind of hiding it. It's like a fugitive yeah. style thing mm-hmm. where he's trying to like clear his name while hiding from the... I mean, Eckhart. it looks like, like that Nick Nolte I mean, is there. Nick Nolte is, shows up as a crazy <laughs> person, which is basically who Nick Nolte is. I heard is it was like days. very like, humorless as well. It is humorless. Which the other two and have like kind of jokes. jokes yeah. fall real flat. Mm, so Yeah, and there's like... You know, it it was easier in the political climate a few years ago to like yeah. enjoy those films. I, I feel, know. and it's like, and they also they bring Jada Pinkett Smith on to be yeah. like this new mm-hmm. FBI agent. I think who's investigating it, and she's great. But then what they do with her character, I really don't like. They kind yeah. of shortchange her. Ah, but it, you know what? Going back to Rick Roman, why I know yeah. you don't like him, but no. I am a big fan of Felon, which was this prison movie he made. Didn't he with do Steve like Dorf Empire or something with Dwayne Johnson? No, uh, that was, is that another guy? That's another. He did Snitch with. Oh, Andrew, Snitch. That's which, what I'm thinking of. Which yeah. I actually like. I don't know if you don't. Yeah, it's okay. I like Snitch. Give me the fun Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I don't know. I, so he made a movie called Felon and Snitch, and he made one called Shot Caller recently. With, Never seen uh, that guy one. Yeah. From Game of Thrones. Mm. It's kind of like a prison movie too. He does. He's Ugh, done a bunch of prison, prison movies. movies. But I don't know. I just like his. He's got a really like gritty, mm. brutal. Just like. So you were excited yeah, for Angel? I was actually Fallen. excited. Mm. I liked that his name was on it, but. It is the worst of the series. It's uh, not. Boom. You know, I feel like it's maybe worth a watch if you've come this far with the series. You know, it's a fun one too. White House Down. I never saw White House. What? Down, you didn't actually. see White I House saw Down? Fallen, That's but fun. Not Chan White Chan House. Tam Tam. Yeah, I don't know. Why Roland Emmerich. To that. Lots of yeah. miniatures too, which is yeah, weird. I gotta check that. Out. Yeah, you should I like check it Roland out. Emmerich. Uh, speaking of movies that we liked, this is the Sarcasm Podcast. <laughs> Dice, uh, Death and Life of John F. Donovan. Wow. Yeah. The news of you Haven't seen it. Uh... Oh, I'm a big Mark. Xavier Dolan fan. Uh, this is his worst film by mm-hmm. far. Um, so, I mean, everybody knows, I think, about this film at this point. This, this is, is like a, big, a famous, this is like... This big, like, English language debut. Yeah. And, I mean, when this was being made, everybody was in talks to star in this, you know? <laughs> Jessica Chastain was, like, going on Twitter being like, please cast me in your new film. Like, oh, every, and, the devil's and bargain. She, she did get cast. <laughs> or did and she? And then cut out. <laughs> yes. And filmed. So and then cut I heard... It's like I, a Terrence Malick I movie. talked to people that, like, they had seen it way before I got all those recuts and they were like it's oh, really? awful Interesting. Yeah. See, you I... know you know who I'm talking about oh, okay <laughs> yeah. okay yeah yeah and they're like it's terrible okay. and like I think that that general kind of like bad mm-hmm. got to Xavier Dela because he did go and try to recut it all yeah well I mean I missed it at TIFF when yeah. I played I guess not this past year but the year before and everybody hated it dumped mm-hmm. on it they were like this is a bomb took it and then I saw it when it was coming out this just this past summer yeah. and yeah I mean it's it's watchable, I guess. I guess like, like, it's not... It, there's definitely... He has all of his style to it, but it's like... The premise is about of, a rich guy who feels sad. Exactly. That's his big and problem, he, I hear. And he literally... Yeah, he's being interviewed by this reporter yeah. played by Tandy Newton. This is kind of the framing. Uh, I've it. seen Child Star. I don't need another yeah, Canadian and he's talking uh, feeling about, sad. You know, when he corresponded with mm-hmm. Kit Harrington's character as a kid and everything. But he is this like privileged white guy, and Tandy Newton is like a reporter who's used to covering like war zones and yeah. stuff like that. And she was put on this assignment unwillingly, and she, and she like really doesn't want, want to do part it. Of it. But then she finds but out he's he, deep, like, right? Wins her over, and he literally <laughs> has a speech that you can tell is like just Xavier Dolan speaking yeah. about like why aren't my problems as like. Oh you know, God! As, as, as important, as anybody else. you know, like why the aren't my problems of, of Quebec royalty? And, I know. And when you first hear it, you're like, okay, he's definitely making some sort of comment, but no, a joke. Don't. No, but the it's thing completely is, he serious. wins her over with this. It's like, no, no. So that's happening, and then the rest of it is this story. It's in flashbacks with Kit Harrington is like your typical, mm. you know, 
star who's like getting into drugs and doesn't know who he is. Oh, and, Kit Harrington and is so gay, charismatic he free. Know, he, he doesn't know how to come out yeah. and everything. And then you've got the stuff with Jacob Tremblay as this young kid whose mom is Natalie Portman who's really him. And, uh, you know what's a great movie about uh, child awful. stars is Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf I movie. I just saw that actually. Uh, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. That, I think really it's, uh, is it out in theaters now? It's coming or? out on Friday. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So check that out yeah. uh, if you want to see an actual That's good movie about someone about somebody who's grappling yeah. with also, like, reckoning with the horrible... Because mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf has done some horrible things. Yes. He's kind of reckoning with that in it. Yeah, I mean, they talk about... And Shia LaBeouf was actually um, diagnosed with PTSD from mm-hmm. his time as, like, a kid actor. Exactly. And, like, how do you deal with that? And, I mean, we've seen yeah. it publicly how he's dealt with that. Yeah, so. not well. <laughs> no, not well at all. Not well. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, Death and Life of John F. Donovan. I mean, if you're a Xavier Dolan completist, I mean, maybe you're curious, but it's Have kind of all like of all movies? of his worst instincts. Oh, I really so. did not like his last movie either. Yeah. I know like people. The French stars of, get together yeah. and have. See, I a, liked that one. I know. Uh, people, I know people hate it. I feel like people have been waiting for him to have a bomb like this yeah. for a while because he obviously has a reputation of being kind of a dick. Yeah, like, an asshole. Yeah. And do you know I he does the voice stuff, of one of the characters on South Park? Yeah, <laughs> in, in the Quebec version. The Quebec yeah, yeah, version, yeah, yeah. So this is. I feel like this film has kind of humbled him a bit. The reception. But to you it. saw the film he made I after saw his that new one, yeah. which is a lot more lower key mm-hmm. and still not that good though, right? Still not great. He's still because he's covering a lot of the scene. I feel like he just doesn't. He have has nothing to, to say. say anymore. Yeah. I thought for a while he really explored a few yeah. specific themes really well, mm-hmm. and now I don't know what else he has to say. Lawrence, anyways, uh, man, great movie. I love Lawrence, anyways. Yeah. 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 All right. So we also have Don't Let Go, which is part of the Blumhouse Another quietly Blumhouse. tries to release stuff on <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a physical media and probably I mean, streaming. I heard this was okay. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, David Oyello is a great actor. Yeah. Awesome in, you know, Selma, yeah. a lot of other films. And it's also from a director that I like. His mm. name's Jacob Aaron Estes, who made a film called Mean Creek. I don't know if you ever saw this. Oh, um, yeah. One of the Culkin brothers. Yep. Yep. It's kind yep. of like a standby me ish, but mm-hmm. really, really good indie film. I like the premise of this. It's kind of like, uh, it almost reminds me of that Denzel Washington movie, Deja Vu, where it's like his, <laughs> his niece is yeah. killed, but then he starts hearing from her from like the past. I think as this like, was, uh, trying to, don't like, you mean frequency? frequency yeah, <laughs> sorry, frequency is the much better version of Deja Vu. But I like, oh, Deja Vu. I like so, Deja Vu. You like it so I bad. I got a soft spot for Deja Vu. Uh, are you a Tony Scott apologist? I am a Tony no! Scott No! Of course I am. Oh, man. Would you expect anything less? Domino. Love Domino. You love Domino? Man on Fire. Uh, that's good. Oh, I'm trying to think of some really bad ones. I mean, he made you some know bad what? stuff in the 90s. I, I have. A, uh, I don't like Top Gun at all. I actually yeah, like Top genuinely Gun. hate It's boring. I like. I honestly like Days of Thunder better than Top Gun. Oh, I like Days of Thunder. Yeah, it's okay. I like Revenge. Yeah. Revenge, yeah, revenge, revenge. is good. I like Revenge. I don't love What about the theatrical cut else? or the director's cut where it went in and up the colors? I think I've only seen the director's cut. Probably the director's actually, cut, yeah. Because yeah. I only saw it on DVD. There's a big that, love story, yeah. and it was actually cut. Oh, it was added against Tony yeah, Scott's will, the yeah. love story. Uh, what are we talking about? We're don't, right, let, don't go, let go. Yeah, yeah. so Blumhouse, we talked about this before, where like A Sweetheart, which they dropped on Netflix, yep. this, which I guess is going to DVD, probably Netflix as well. Don't Let Go did get a small theatrical release. Oh, did it? Uh, okay. Yeah, and I think it got some decent reviews, actually. Mm. So. so, I mean, I'm glad Blumhouse is doing this, given yeah. like even, so not everything has to be like a conjuring yeah, or something exactly, like that. Right? Yeah, I mean, they gave Sean William Scott another chance. <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> that we talked about Blumhouse, a few weeks you know, ago. Still watched that. Uh, so The Driver, oh God, the title. <laughs> the driver. Um, what film is this? So this is 
a film that stars Mark Dacascos, who I love. He's kind of back a little bit. He's after back. John, John Wick, Wick three, three. You know. Unfortunately, it's you know directed. Oh, I know the director. Yeah. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> uh, the director of I own it on DVD, baby. Ballistic X versus Sever. It is awful. It is the game, awful. Based on a uh, Game Boy yeah. Advance. Um, yeah. This is a guy but that like does Ballistic X versus Sever. You know hold up as a bad cult classic. No, it's I, boring. I think it's really funny. But I know. Like, There's a shot know. that I think about all the time <laughs> of a guy falling off a building and the camera's <laughs> on him and he's like, ooh, yeah. and he crashes into a car. It's so it, bad. All the time. Yeah. I say, most of the movie is Antonio Banderas running from explosions <laughs> as they explode behind it. Yep. You know, I'm glad Chaos, uh, who's a Thai director who had made some films in Thailand before this. And this one's uh, made in Thai. Somehow was able everything. to convince people to continue giving him money. Yeah. He did a Gary Daniels film. He yep. did a Scott Atkins film. I think actually he worked with Kane Kasugi a lot, yep. uh, Shane Kasugi's son. And I've read not very good things about this movie. No, I mean. It's like Walking Dead-ish. With, yeah, I think they're giving it kind of a release. Because I can't Mark believe they called it The Driver. Back, you know, because Lionsgate's putting yeah. it out just like they had John you know Wick. A, so, you know what's I mean, a great uh, Mark Dacascos zombie film? I Am Omega. His uh, okay, ripoff I of I Am that. Legend. One of the rare, I say his ripoff. Like yeah. He was the yeah, creative force right? behind it. One of the rare, pretty good asylum films. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Which so is, I would yeah, recommend this very one. Rare, this one right. I haven't seen, but I've seen the trailer and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to check it out. Mark Dacascos was very chaos, excited because he got to work with his wife and daughter in the movie. Okay. Who I think well, they play, his wife and daughter. Well, there you go. Yeah. His wife who I we met on the set of Crying Freeman, another really? great Mark Dacascos film. Yep. Well, well, there you go. You know, at least I feel good for Mark Dacascos. <laughs> Even though his wife, I believe, is dubbed in that movie oh, <laughs> by oh. a different actor. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, so we have Luz, a German film in this slick and disturbing horror film. Luz is a young cab driver <laughs> fleeing from the grasp of a possessed woman. Sounds like fun. Never heard of it before. <laughs> yeah, this has been getting a lot of buzz on the festival oh. circuit. Play Toronto after dark. Uh, you got your ear on the year. festival circuit yeah, buzz? Yeah, I got my pulse on the, you know. My... So yeah, so it sounds like fun. And... Yeah, so it's uh, German. It's all shot on 16 millimeter, so it's supposed to look like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just been getting a ton of, it's supposed to be really surreal and just kind of like a head trip sort yeah. of movie movie so yeah it's uh, it's supposed to be cool i haven't been able to check so it if you need yet, a horror movie you fix need, like a cool horror movie yeah, yeah german that you haven't seen because right. you've seen them all you've seen all the german horror movies, check out right? luz yeah. which is a very funny title i, know, luz. <laughs> I did it for the luz did it for the luz uh we also have mary uh from image entertainment a family sailing in isolated waters discovers a ship they plot holds terrifying secrets. Yeah, this Directed by Michael awful. Gore. How have you not seen this? I looked at the cover. I'm like, this is Mark Hansen. I know. I all over it. Because it, well, it stars Gary Oldman. Stars Gary Oldman. In a hilarious Photoshop on the I cover. I know. It looks so bad. And he's probably sleepwalking. It looks exactly thing. like that Casper Van Dien film. It does. I know. <laughs> So, and Michael Goy, I don't know if you know, no. made this film, which I haven't seen, but I know has a really bad yeah. reputation. Megan is Missing. Have you seen this No, film? I haven't. So, this was made like 10 years ago mm. now, and it's like all on a webcam thing. It's Ooh, like one of no, those. No, thank you. And it's about a girl who like, encounters like a predator online. Yeah. Like, it's one of those. There were this wave of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfriended and, like and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently it's awful. It mm-hmm. was making the rounds is one of those like really bad, so bad it's good movies at the time. I still haven't gotten around to seeing it though, but then this is his new movie. So somehow it's time for gra- a Michael Goy double bill. from that to a Gary Oldman film. I mean, so. is the audience just like hungry for dead calm ripoffs? <laughs> like is dead calm making I a don't co- know. Maybe there's a ghost story. So. I don't know. I think the cover's all red. <laughs> yeah. From what I was reading, it's like supernatural presence. Uh, is Gary so Oldman. I guess the boat was like, you know, I feel like something happened. Maybe like a it, flashback. So. Like he's like, hey, it's me, Gary Oldman. Yeah. I'm just here. <laughs> 
there. <laughs> I just like, why is Gary Oman in this movie? Like, didn't Listen, he just win an Oscar? Like, yeah, he, to, he has bills to pay, he bills to and pay, he's yeah. difficult to work with. I'm sure. He is so. difficult to work with. So. Um, we also have Mystery Science Theater 3000 season 12, maybe the final season. The Gauntlet yeah, coming just got out. Canceled, I think right? we've talked about this before. I know I've talked about it on podcasts a lot. I was never a Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, fan. I've honestly, I don't. It seems like the kind of thing that would be right up my alley, but I just never, never got into it. I mean, I watched the movie and I watched a few episodes. A lot of people said that they were big fans because they didn't have any friends into these kinds of movies. So then when you, it it felt like you had friends, you can watch movies with other people. So I can understand that, even though that it has kind of like led to a weird like subculture of like, these movies are terrible. I know. And that's the thing. And I, I kind of prefer watching bad movies just without. Yeah. Commentary. Because I just rather make my own commentary. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh, with just, your friends. With, yeah, yeah. With friends. and you can control so, them I mean, if they get out of hand. Exactly, some people right? don't know how to do it. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is that um, the first guy, Joel, he seemed to like genuinely like those movies. Yeah. And Mike does not. Right. Like, they hate the movies and they look down on the movies. I don't like that. And I don't either. like that. Yeah. I mean, Mike is, um, his religious beliefs are very problematic. Yeah, suspect. But you know what? I got to be honest, Mike is the funnier of the two. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to watch them, watch the Mike episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the reboot. Um, you know, Ellie Kaling does the Flop House, a show I actually love, mm-hmm. um, was like the head writer on this. It's fine. It okay. doesn't feel, I don't know if you ever watched, there's too many jokes, which is is yeah. a weird thing to say okay, okay. and they sometimes say jokes before something happens you can't do that you can't do you that, can't do that. <laughs> i mean i will credit mystery science theater with getting me into bad really movies because i think it was the movie they made where they did this island earth yeah not their, more, finest not their hour. finest but i was watching this island earth on there i'm like this movie's great i want to know more well, i don't know about, about that kind of yeah, that's a great monster you know, in great it. for yeah, yeah it's fun yeah all right, so um, I mean, I'm, it's nice that they're putting it out, and all this Netflix stuff yeah, is coming Show out Factory. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Show Factory has always been putting out the mystery science stuff, so, mm, I think, so it's feel probably like, like they a, just deal, have a deal. Yeah. Like I mean, I listened to the BoJack Horseman commentary tracks, were on the recent DVD yeah. that was put out. Amazing. Okay, I don't know if anybody cool. has listened to the Simpson commentary tracks, which are like the top shelf animated commentary tracks yeah. and after that Gravity Falls which I love right, and yeah. then Bojack Horseman they're like very honest they don't leave they nice. admit like mistakes they made they talk yeah. about talking with Netflix and they bring on like writer's assistants on and stuff like that to talk about their experiences okay, cool. every episode would recommend it you like Bojack Horseman pick up the DVD yeah, set I don't know if uh, you still yeah, have it left. still yeah. have it here <laughs> alright so we also have uh, James Franco send another James Franco film <laughs> wait what, what was the one before that I don't know he makes a million he makes a like, million it feels like he hasn't made these are all coming out of his acting class yeah it feels like he hasn't made one in a long time because Jane Franco yeah, there, there was a little a bit of bad there. news I know, yeah there was a period there where there was literally one coming out like every, every, every month. month yeah was, he was directing it or co-directing the it. Ape, all these the one where he acts as an, where he has an ape roommate but then you know we all found out about how you know awful James Franco is mm-hmm. and how awful his acting class environments Ooh, are and a yeah. lot of these fil- and which is you know a lot of these films that have come out of it are, are from his acting classes by that uh, I mean I like the idea of like James Franco like because he was swinging for the fences oh with his movies. Right? The Sound and Fury yeah. adaptation was Danny McBride. It was McBride. funny because he was, he was doing yeah, all these like mm. classic literature ones. Yeah, like, they're As like, I Lay Dying uh, too. Ad- yeah. yeah, Sound and the Fury. But then he was also Wait, like, did he do the Sound and Fury? It may be it As I Lay Dying. Oh, no, he, he did, did both. both. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
but then he was also like acting in soap operas yeah. and like making life like he made the mother may I sleep with danger remake yeah, that's, fu- yeah, that's fun but his movies aren't fun though no and they're not movie, good no they're not good he's not experimental I mean, enough is what I would say yeah. it's kind of like just kind of there yeah and that's the issue I mean Zeroville came out which is a book I love yeah that's probably coming on DVD soon because it played probably. in theaters probably I haven't I mean I've seen it it's not bad. good yeah I mean but, I saw one he made called The Institute which mm-hmm. was like a horror movie yeah. which had a good premise but like you watch it and like wow this guy does not know how to make a horror movie he just doesn't know how to like I, I just don't think he's exper- if he was weird with yeah. his movies and he's not, not. that's they the just bummer feel, like cheap and bad che- like made for TV like lifetime-ish yeah. movies and yeah. this one is like a Hollywood story so it's mm-hmm. about like you know a French New Wave obsessed director and like this mysterious <sighs> this is my actress shit. Like, and everything this is the yeah I, I read like. the back I'm like this sounds great it's got a great cast and it's like fool like, me 30 times yeah, shame I on me yeah and especially when you find out like about his acting class and this seems very much like a product mm-hmm. of his acting class too like ah oh, this just seems no. greasy to me the whole yeah. Yeah. It just seems greasy. I'm glad know. that on this Patreon video podcast, we can recommend films. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we would not watch, but are available on Patreon. But, but it's available, yeah. so. You know, uh, now I want to watch it. Now you give me the premise. Damn well, you. you know, let me know how it is. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, so we also have 17. I don't know this movie. Yeah, is it a Chinese film? No, it's uh, it's German, actually. Okay. Or Austrian, I believe. Um, and it's, yeah, it was, again, big hit on the festival circuit. Mm, took a long time <laughs> to come out, to I guess. Took a while to come out, but yeah. Is it Wolf- a sequel to... 13? 13? No, yeah. it's not. Uh, LGBT film, as mm. Wolf puts out a lot of LGBT stuff, and um, it's supposed to be Wolf really Wolf is good. the company name. It's yeah. Wolf. Wolf video. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Mr. Wolf. Yeah, Mr. Wolf. He um, cleans up your dead body yeah. for you. Yeah. And, Pulp and also makes a very good LGBT film. Yeah, so. there you go. Um, uh, yeah. So it's about, I think it's like a, a like a, someone coming out to her family, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm, sounds good. And then we have Too Late to Die Young. No, it's not the movie that you think no. it is. It is not the Nicholas Reffin it is um, series from Amazon. No, Did it, you watch that? I haven't yet. I want to, though. Is Do you? Mm, no, not yeah. so good. I mean, I, I watched I love half of the first it. episode. It seems like a parody of Reffin really? that he was able to That's stretch out. Yeah. Worried about. Yeah. I mean, it's he's like essentially so turned into a, a parody. Yeah. Some of these directors go into TV now, too. Yeah. It's like... No like one is I've telling already, them do no. I need like a yeah, like a 10, yeah. 12, 15 episode series of something that you've yeah. done in movies already. Like, uh. I mean, uh, my friend again, Matthew Kumar. I guess he's the third host this week. Yeah. Of the podcast. <laughs> he watched it all because he's a big Reffin head, even though yeah. he knows Reffin is like a dweeb. Yeah. And because um, because he, he thinks he's so cool too, does, which is very yeah. funny. Um, he says that like it it's essentially like a Shaggy Dog joke at the end. Like it really? ends like a twenty minute episode and then like a little epilogue. Like like <laughs> like he's laughing at you. Wow. You just spent 10 hours watching this you, you know, sucker I, and I can sometimes like that I almost I like kind of want to watch it directors like kind of just throw a joke like a everybody like, talks eh, no but like the whole series the is end. a joke okay so like basically troll yeah us, everybody so. uh, talks like they'll say something and then they'll say something else and for 10 hours beautiful and it's Miles Teller nobody likes Miles yeah, Teller he's a dick <laughs> Uh, but, no, but yeah, so this is not Die that. It's a very highly acclaimed Chilean film from mm-hmm. recently. Um, that, yeah, it takes place at the end of Pinochet's regime, and it's about a bunch of youth youths that are cool. like, kind of figuring out their lives, set to a lot of pop uh, hits from the time. I've heard really great things about this, really want to see it. And uh, it's put out by Kim Stim, which is kind of a branch off of, like, Kino. Oh, really? I never heard of them before. Yeah, they're really cool. They're actually, they're a branch off of Icarus, too. They're related to them. They put out a lot of really cool foreign uh, stuff, mm. so check Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Chilean films, I have not seen that many. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Raul Ruiz on my other podcast, oh, Important yeah, yeah. Cinema Club. 
club. And he's Chilean, but technically not because yeah, he left he after four so years. I mean, Pablo Lorraine is mm-hmm. kind of like one of the biggest yeah. names from Chile right now. And I love his films. He's done a lot of stuff about Pinochet and the yeah. Pinochet regime. Ugh, terrible. Uh, yeah, really terrible. But he's, yeah, he's done some of the greatest films about it right huh, now. But there's also Patricio Guzman, mm. who's a documentarian, who's a big Chilean filmmaker. You know me, all. Mark. I don't watch documentaries. Uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> what, am I, what am I even talking about? Uh, but I'm yeah, kidding. so this one is a uh, female director. I can't cool. remember her name offhand, but mm-hmm. um, I usually put them on our like, notes, and I did I know, this week. And then, but yeah, check this one out. Yeah, check it out. All right, so all right. this is actually pretty light this yeah, week. So that's even though we've been talking stuff. for almost fifty minutes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we did a little as bit of do. shtick at the as beginning yeah. to like to like stretch it out. <laughs> let us know how our comedy shtick is. <laughs> no, don't let us know, please. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dreams of being a so we of being like a podcast comedian. No, we were talking about our dreams right it's about being public access yeah um, like public, public access, access show. tv stars <laughs> at like two in the morning yeah that's what i would that, that's the dream <laughs> that's when the good stuff comes yeah on, exactly so uh we picked some stuff that we would recommend giving as gift this yeah, year Yeah, you know we're getting into the holiday season mm-hmm. a little bit and we've got lots of things here that uh so we gotta say in your life the problem with recommending like oh uh, yeah this really obscure yeah. blu-ray is that so you'll give it to somebody and they'll open it up they'll look at it they'll have no idea what it is and they're gonna yep. be like oh thank you you just know that reaction <laughs> they put it next to the tv so like just, if i'm gonna recommend some of the stuff here i'm gonna try to give it like yeah. who you should give it to okay and like yeah. during what angle you should approach it from like for example i, I would recommend an aero video release suture mm-hmm. which is a film that nobody knows great film, yeah. and it's a great film and you give it to your art film person who loves steven soderbergh how do you have that stamp there of approval go. He does commentary on the Blu-ray, so <laughs> nice. there you go. Because they're going to open it up, they're going to go like, what is this? Or are like, oh, you like Steven Soderbergh. This is actually a film that he was involved with the making of yep. it. And uh, he does commentary on the Blu-ray, and he's in the making of and it's exactly, if you like Soderbergh, right up your alley. I would highly recommend it. It's a noir from the uh, 90s. The early 90s, yeah. um, Who does it star? What's his Dennis name? Dennis Haysburg. Dennis Haysburg, yeah, who's great. Everybody knows him. You know his voice. 24, you know. And it has an amazing premise, which is two brothers who meet for the first time they're like yeah. we're identical but they're not but they're it's, not, they're not. that's like but that's the gimmick that's the gimmick of the yeah. movie that ne- it never acknowledges it that they but don't look alike sees them as identical, as, as identical. And, yeah. the, and the gag it's like one of them is black and one of them is white yeah and it's all about that i mean it's basically the premise is that like the white one tries to kill the black brother mm-hmm. to make it look like he died exactly but they think that the survivor the black brother is the other guy yeah. and it's all about like the cognitive dissonance which like everyone's saying like oh you look exactly like him yeah. you're him and he looks nothing like him yeah <laughs> so, and it's all shot in black and white yeah too, it's very inspired it's by like Japanese cinema totally, yeah. and it's like all like every frame is like beautiful mm-hmm. it's one that never gets talked about no yeah I feel and the filmmakers are great they've made a few like <laughs> B season the Richard B- Gere film. you know what I actually like B season I've never seen it I'm actually love... after watching this one very curious B about season it season is way more interesting yeah. than you would it people think. say I it's think weird. they marketed it yeah. wrong they mm-hmm. marketed it like it wasn't there were a whole wave of these yeah. spelling bee movies that came <laughs> it was out, like weird, Akila right? and the yeah. Bee and they were mostly like inspiring mm-hmm. kind of things but that, that's not what that is. is weird well they love more of like a weird family drama yeah so. they talk about how, especially on this commentary how much they love like Japanese post-war cinema yeah. especially melodrama so that makes tell, me want to yeah. watch like Bee Season and see like how they approach it from that angle totally, they yeah. did another one they did a Henry James adaptation um, What yeah. Maisel Knew What Maisie Knew yeah, yeah what Maisie I haven't knew. seen that one yet it's like a modern day yeah but people say that it's very good as well so they do the Deep end. Yes, they did do the deep end. Yeah, I, like I haven't seen film. the deep end. Yeah, that film's also good. Anyway, so if you got a Soderbergh head, everybody yeah, knows but one. Suture's their best. Yeah, I would sure. recommend yeah. Uh, Suture. All right, what do you got for us? Uh, um, so 
You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with a little more of a classic title that everybody knows, but Do the Right Thing came out on uh, Criterion this mm. year. Um, and I think it was, yeah, it was before. We, we didn't talk about it on here at all. No, we but, didn't. You know, it, it is a film that everybody knows. Everybody loves Do the Right Thing. I love Do the Right Thing. And this is like such a nice edition. Mm-hmm. You know, Criterion's always put out nice editions, but this was like probably my vote for their like nicest looking edition of the year almost. Mm-hmm. It's got a huge book in it with yeah. like production notes and everything. It looks the best it's ever looked. And I don't know, I just like, even if you already have this film, yep. it's like... Got mine at the dollar store. You know, there's <laughs> the blue exactly, that right? <laughs> you know, but for the film fan in your life, even if they already have it, it's like such yeah, a... Yeah, it's such, upgrade. it's so and nice. And it's such a classic that I feel like you can give it to a lot of different people mm. and it will always work. Like, who's not going to like it? And who doesn't right? know what it is either? It's exactly, yeah. right? And even if they've seen it in the past, it's, like, it's one of those movies that I think is just right for a rewatch mm-hmm. these, these days. Spike Lee is like, you know, after I thought Black Klansman was... Uh, was I great. love Black Klansman, yeah. It was yeah. my favorite movie last year and I just think he's like as on top of his game as ever these days and this is like you yeah. know probably his best film prime you know? them up for is it february when uh, i think kino is putting out like they're putting out like, all some of his, his movies lesser, no, well, 90s crooklyn they're doing crooklyn uh, they're doing summer good. of sam mm, yeah i don't know about um, that is, you know, a little i love that scene uh, where the dog talks to john yeah Turner. i know right cool <laughs> cool <laughs> love that scene yeah i know um they yeah. clockers too? Uh, yeah they do clockers, clockers is great, great. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, a film that no one will know this movie, but no, it's no. not that expensive. Most people know people who like martial arts films. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have someone, they're like, oh, I like martial arts films, like, whatever it is, you know, giving them a nice Blu-ray, because they don't really exist in that many forms. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother, I know that um, his partner loves martial arts films. He's always asking me, like, what do you, like, yeah. what is there? Like, give me a good release. And the problem is, they're often just, like, really gray market, Mill Creek, yeah. like, multi-pack films. So you don't know what's good or what's not. The Leg Fighters, which came out from VCI a few months ago, great release. Like, they obviously love this material. They did commentary, interview with the director, little booklet. Would 100% recommend it if you have, like, a martial arts fan in your life. Um, Yeah, check it out. Cool. Uh, What else you got? I'm going to go, yeah, if you, keeping on the theme with sort of, like, uh, Asian action stuff. I'm gonna recommend the uh, Takeshi Kitano. <laughs> I thought you were like on the theme set. of do the right yeah, thing. Do, no, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend the Takeshi Kitano collection, which came out from Film Movement about I want to say about a year ago. Yeah. Now. So they had put out really nice restored editions of Boiling Point, Violent Cop, and Hannah B, or mm-hmm. Fireworks, which are kind of his three signature films, three yeah. of his signature films. I mean, he's got some others like Sonic. Yeah, Violent Cop was like a very early one. Right? He's Cop. kind of like in genre-ish exactly, territory. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I, I love Takeshi Kitano, and these films in particular are great. And I think they, for the action, for somebody who's like an action fan in your life, but, but who still likes art house kind of stuff, yeah. Because if you get it for your, like, for your, for your uh, friend who's like, I love Die Hard. I think yeah. it'd be a little bit or, uh, weirded yeah, out. Exactly. But. but or people like that like gangster movies yeah. and stuff like that. It has they have like great weird senses mm-hmm. of humor to them, which yeah. is great. Um and it's just it's great if you have somebody who doesn't really know him, it's a great entry point for mm-hmm. that. Um and I just think they're really enjoyable films. Yeah, they're they're appeal, funny, they're weird. To action yeah. fans, but also gives them a little bit more to chew yeah. on than like your kind of standard. You know, I have like. another uh, recommendation for the dads in your life. For the dads. <laughs> um, dads that love like a fistful of dollars. Yeah. And by extension, they probably love people like Lee Marvin. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, yeah, Lee Marvin dad is not in this series. <laughs> but when your dad will open up this box set. <laughs> I think it's Lee Marvin. It looks like Lee Marvin on the Lee cover. Marvin, yeah. And this is the complete Sartan. Um, this is a classic spaghetti western series. Probably one of the most famous series for people that are into spaghetti westerns. Yeah. The gimmick is that like 
he uses like traps and tricks to get mm-hmm. his enemy. So like a guy will burst into a room and like shoot where he's sitting and then yeah. they'll turn the chair around. It's a dummy. And then uh, the guy pops out like from behind a coat. Super fun. It feels like a fistful of dollars or those Sergio Leone films. Yeah. And like, this is a box set also that was out of print and uh, people thought it wasn't going to return yeah. and it just came back into print from Aero Video. It has five movies on it with mm-hmm. great titles like Like the Few, Sartana is Coming, Have a Good fu- Funeral, My Friend, Sartana Will Pay, yeah. <laughs> Sartana's Here, Trade Your Pistol for a Coffin. <laughs> if you meet Sartana, pray for death. Yeah. So, you know, most people when they open this will be like, I don't know what this is, but mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know, dad or even maybe mom, like, you love A Fistful of Dollars and all mm-hmm. those Clint Eastwood films. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So, you know, and they probably won't have seen it and then they'll probably guiltily watch one because they're like, you know, I got to watch one (laughs) and they'll enjoy it because it's good. So I would recommend uh, this Sartana box set. All right. What else you got, Mark? I'm going to go for something a little trashier right now. Ooh, something sexy, if you will. Sexy and trashy, but that I think can appeal to, you know, any both, <laughs> both family s- unit, you know, family. Yeah, maybe not to watch a family, but it's just good for like uh, maybe your partner. Yeah, your partner. Uh, male or female, exactly. or so, you know, this is the Shout Factory Poison Ivy collection, which yes. came out earlier. This, this is year. good for like bad so, movie fans, exactly. Yeah. Bad movie fans, but also yeah, just people who like thrillers mm-hmm. or whatever. So obviously, we all are familiar with the Poison Ivy movies. Never seen but one of ever them. Se- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I love the Poison Ivy movies. They're great. This set contains all four of them that they made. So the mm-hmm. original is the classic with Drew Barrymore. Well, classic. Yeah. Air quotes. How naked can Drew, Drew Barrymore get? Very um, naked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, directed by Kat Shia. But the interesting thing about these films is they're directed by women. Yes. Or at least the first two are. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know about after the, that. The third and fourth were more like TV movie entries. Yeah. So I'm not sure. The New Seduction. Yeah. The, the Secret new, Society. I know. The Secret Ooh, Society. The is it like actors. a crossover movie? I know, right? <laughs> um, but so the first two in particular, though, are really fun, trashy 90s movies. But from a female perspective. Which yeah. Because nice, you don't often get like erotic thrillers, especially mm-hmm. that are from a female perspective. Yeah. But I think you can really tell, though, in these films. I mean, you guys have Carrie too, the Rage fan in your life, yeah. right? That's so Kat uh, that's Cat Shea who directed the first yeah, uh, film. Shea. Yeah. So. Oh, did I say it wrong? Is I don't it Cat Shea? It's Shea probably or? Shea. You're right. I always thought Shea, but yeah. I might be wrong. It's spelled Shea, but yeah. I am known for mispronouncing things. So, so I think people kind of write these films off though as like you know just trash trashy thrillers. Yeah. But you're right. Like from that female perspective, but actually very much, and you can get the female gaze in it. I mean, a lot of these films have a really just like, mm-hmm. male gaze because they're like yeah. trashy erotic thrillers made. By dudes, but these don't have that. And even the second one, which has Alyssa Milano and is so hilariously stupid, in terms <laughs> really of the plot line. Yeah, it's just like it's got something more to it that mm. you know a lot of these films don't have. So I would say, yeah, for the trash lover in your life, male, female, whoever, you recommend. I the recommend Robert the films. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. <laughs> when are they going to put a Robert box set together? That's for uh, the deep cut oh, listeners who've yeah. been listening to the beginning. Christmas, maybe. Next yeah, Christmas. Robert box set. Can't you get them and just like I know. make and a Bay Street we'll video box wrap set? Them together. <laughs> the killer dolls, oh, Robert. Um, how many do you have in stock of like for sale? The first three? We have the first three. Oh, and should, the, you the should fourth, do a box gonna, set that no one will buy. In soon. And then there's four and five that we'll be bringing Ooh, soon. We'll exciting. come back to Robert. Yeah, we'll come back to Robert over the holidays. Yeah. Um, I would recommend for the kid in your life who, you know, 
sometimes they just get into dinosaurs mm -hmm. and monsters. Ultraman, the perfect thing to give them. You yeah. got dinosaurs, you got monsters in it. When I was a kid, if someone had given me an Ultraman box set, mm -hmm. that would have been all I would have watched the yeah. entire time. <laughs> so much fun, especially as a kid, you don't care. This uh, box set from Mill Creek uh, actually comes with the English dub version as well, so mm -hmm. they don't have to read subtitles or anything like that. And they're very fun English dubs yeah. that were like the original one from the 70s. Mm -hmm. So um, this was out of print for a long time as well, and it just came back into print. You can get a Steelbook edition. Your kid doesn't care about that. Just get him the normal yeah. one. <laughs> and yeah, super fun. Just something you can enjoy, like the whole family. And you can give him something that like, especially if it's a kid, he has YouTube, but he probably mm -hmm. hasn't seen this. I, I'm thinking of like 10-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, That's about the age that I was like, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's my jam. Yep. Would have loved something like Ultraman. So yeah, would recommend it. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I got a personal favorite of mine as well. It's been out for a few years, but... <laughs> a the, personal favorite? You mean um, uh, <laughs> Normcore choice? I know. Oh, sorry. I thought, this that, is the I thought it would have gone out of print. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Herzog collection that Shout Factory put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is like a lot of Shout Factory. Yeah. Rep in here. Brought but to they you put by this out, Shout yeah, Factory. Maybe five years ago or so. Now. I got it. Yeah, I got it too. Um, and it is like basically the most complete set of Herzog that you're ever going to get. It doesn't have every single yeah, one of his films. Yeah, doesn't have Invincible. It doesn't have or Invincible. Is it yeah. Heart of Stone, the uh, mountain yeah, climbing one yeah. that he made? Um, but it's got, you Terrible. know. Terrible. <laughs> movies are bad. Yeah. Aguirre. <laughs> it's got... Fitzcarraldo, mm. Enigma of Caspar Hauser, Nosferatu. It's got everything. And it's, it's got, got like the... commentaries that yeah. were on previous releases. There's, it's not, doesn't say it on this, but mm. it has an amazing Cobra Verde documentary yeah, yeah, that's yeah. on the disc, um, which was one of the last times that uh, Herzog Wurst was called Skinsky. I mean, if you have like an art film fan in your life and they don't own this, that's this is like thing. the go-to But also thing. like documentary fans yeah. too, because it includes a lot of those. He's just, I mean, I love her. We've, I think yeah, we've, we've talked, talked about, about Herzog him. and I, I really love him. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. And I think, and with this set too, it was for a while we did have to import it at last oh, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. price was way up mm -hmm. but now it's back on, so it's actually a lot cheaper I actually now. got it for a Christmas years ago oh yeah, so, well, yeah. and it's a DVD that everybody keeps asking me to borrow I and know. I'm like no people take it and they don't bring it back yeah but it's also the kind of thing you can work your way through just yeah. like from start it's to finish it's such a great presentation so. I wish more companies just did like yeah. these book things they have liner notes yeah nothing Roger that you have to Ebert take off like, yeah. yeah Roger Ebert was a huge fan of Herzog mm -hmm. and he has like liner notes from like reviews they take yeah. for every film. Great so. stuff. It's great stuff. Highly yeah. recommended. Um, so I would recommend something that, you know, it's weird because this is something that people have been asking for for years mm -hmm. and then it came out, nobody watched it. Mm -hmm. All my fans who are the greatest, I don't know why I always bury the lead. I'm talking about Ash versus Evil Dead, <laughs> yeah. the series. And I am the biggest Evil Dead fan. And I was very excited about this. I watched every episode when it played, mm -hmm. but I was shocked at how many people who love the Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell were like, oh, I didn't have time to watch it or I just didn't get to it. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? I haven't seen it either. What? what? Yeah. And I mean, because it played on Stars. Yeah. It's a channel that almost nobody in nobody Canada has in cable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they're big Spartacus fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's. And I understand why some people kind of like they watch a pilot and they kind of like trailed off after mm -hmm. the first season. What happened was the second season, way more fun. And then the third season, they got a completely new showrunner. Mm -hmm. um, and the showrunner was great. He understood the material. I mean, he wrote My Name is Bruce. Don't hold that against him. That's Bruce Campbell's fault because right. he directed that movie. Hate that movie. Um, <laughs> but he just understands like the idea of Evil Dead. And he's not um, beholden to like, they're always fighting Deadites. So there's like mm -hmm. weird stuff that happens the entire time. Yep. Um, the second one, uh, the second season has some 
some great episodes like Lee Majors shows up as Ash's dad. So funny. I mean, Bruce Campbell obviously playing the Ash role. Yeah. Um, one of the actors from The Evil Dead, the actor that played uh, Bruce Campbell's sister shows up for an episode okay. reprising a role. Super fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Why don't you watch it, Mark? I don't know. Don't you love the... You know how I feel about TV, though. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about TV. TV. I'm not You're a not TV, TV guy? guy? No. You and Will Sloan, all my podcast partners, sorry, none of them I'm watch sorry. television. I mean, this is, I think it's like 10 episodes a seri- uh, yeah, season, or eight sure. episodes. Yeah. Blu-ray also has commentary on every one episode. Yep. It's just super fun. And totally. if you like Evil Dead, and everyone has an Evil Dead fan in their life, get this for them. Yeah, it's pretty not that expensive. Yeah. yeah, for uh, expensible. It's not, yeah, I'm just <laughs> making up words. Yeah. You are working on um, It's all three seasons in one set yeah. for basically the price of a season exactly, on Blu-ray. Yeah. So yeah, would highly recommend checking it out for the cool. horror fan in your life. And then lastly, I'm going to go kind of way out in left field here and go for... For the film fan that, like, has everything in mm-hmm. your life and you really don't know what to get them, they literally have everything that you could think <laughs> We could of. just do an episode I of, mean, like, what could you get Justin yeah, that I know, he probably right? does not I'm have? I'm going to recommend this Edwin Brynan collection. I don't so even know who this weird, is. Yeah, so this is, like, a really underground mm-hmm. filmmaker. And it was put out by a company called Brink Vision that does a lot of, like, indie films. Uh, but it's a nice Blu-ray set. It contains five films. And this guy just made really strange underground bizarro films between you know it's got films from 2001 to 2016 uh with titles like terrorama and like exploitation and they're all just like really weird melding like trash and yeah. art and, so for the kukar brothers know, uh fan yeah, in your life exactly right <laughs> so i feel like it's one of those things where like you could get it for somebody who like who's yeah just like a really mm. hardcore film fan that might not know what they are but they'd be like oh this this is cool like, yeah, like, I, I don't know what this is I don't know what this is if someone got me it something it looks bizarre and weird and like I would say go for it if somebody got me something that I did not know yeah. I would be so yeah, fascinated by it I'd be That's like what thing. is this uh, yeah if I, I got mean, this no, no like, one would get you something yeah. that you don't know Mark there's no way <laughs> well not yet because I mm. work here yeah, yeah well but for this, maybe I'll get never... the new Gold Ninja video release that's what you can't get I'll get that yeah but, but yeah, yeah, for this, I'd never even heard of this guy mm. before this thing came out. So it's just a cool discovery yeah. for like, if you like under, like mm. really underground stuff, go for this. So I'm going to recommend something for uh, probably, you know, the older person yeah, in your dads life. Again. Dads again. <laughs> this is the dad gift right? The, the dad gift. Uh, yeah. Or mom. Maybe she likes it yeah, too totally. because she could maybe have grown up with it. Uh, yeah. It is the Adam West Batman series. This is an easy one because they probably did not buy it on their own. Mm-hmm. But getting it, they'll be like, oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah. I should check this out. Uh, this was unavailable on DVD or Blu-ray for the longest time as well. Mm-hmm. And they made a big deal about it when it came out. They had the big box, the little Batmobile in it. They're yeah. like, that's yeah. So expensive. Yeah, people love that release. But now you can get actually just the set that has the three seasons in it. Yep. And it just has everything you would want. It has um, like liner notes, special features, mm-hmm. three hours of all new extras, fully remastered in HD. You want to see Batman um, go up against the Joker in a surfing contest? This is where you got to watch ticket. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm sure we'll have more we'll recommendations. Yeah. yeah. That's just like the, a scratching little, the surface. Scratching the surface. We got to go through like here. your stock of like stuff. You only have like one copy I know. of. Right? That's the thing. That, like nobody has heard that, of. Like, yeah, that are actually <laughs> worth getting. Yeah, them. and you're like, this is so expensive online. But know, there's right? a one uh, on the shelf at Bay Street. You guys have lots of those, don't you? Because yep. you don't go and like update prices as you go along. No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. So until next week, uh, do we have anything that we have to? Uh, I mean, other than your screening of Jack Frost, Jack right. Frost. So yeah, I'll do throw a quick plug in. So I'm going to be hosting a screening, a double feature screening of Jack Frost and Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. This being the 1998 Michael Keaton family film and the 1997 killer snowman horror movie. 
I've always loved both of these movies, thought they should be screened together. So we're doing it at the Royal Cinema on December 21st, the Saturday before Christmas, as a double feature at 6.30 and 9.30. You can buy tickets for both together or individually, but... Yeah, come on out. Please do. Please make my Jack Frost dreams come true. <laughs> and the night before, you obviously have to... Oh, see you what? Are you going to oh, be dressed as a snowman? About, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out. And I'll be there the night before because I think the Laser Blast film side yeah, is doing a I'll David Tui double bill. Which is going to be great. Isn't it two nights before? Oh, maybe two nights before. 19th, yeah, yeah. Right? It's yeah. I, Timescape and A Perfect Getaway. Which is, you People know, love A Perfect Getaway and no one's seen Timescape. Yeah, so. exactly. I've never Perfect seen Timescape, so I'm really excited Have you seen that. A Perfect Getaway? I have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't say much about it. I, oh, not a fan. I like it. Oof. I don't love it as much as everybody no, else does, I but I do think it's underrated. I don't love it as much should. as everybody else yeah. does either. I like so. other David Toohey stuff more. Yeah, The so. Arrival. The Arrival. Have I we love talked the about arrival. this on a previous episode? I feel Maybe, like we have. Yeah, yeah it was Toohey time. Yeah, it was Toohey time. I do appreciate David Toohey, though, mm-hmm. and I've always been jazzed to see Timescape and never have. So. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, so until next week, I'm Justin Glue. And I'm Mark Hansen. Keep renting and buying. Woo! These movies and many more are available at your local video store. We got to do it so I say keep buying and you say keep renting. renting. (laughs) Next time we'll get this down. Tune in, guys.